You're listening to the North Country Conservation Series. I am your host, Whitney Lewis, from the Coas County Conservation District. Join me as we explore local conservation-based careers in forestry, wildlife, fisheries, conservation law enforcement, soil science, agriculture, and many more. Follow along as we investigate these careers, examine relationships and impacts, reflect on the history of Coas County, and discover what conservation is and why it's truly important as we look towards the future. Welcome back everyone. This is the North Country Conservation Series. I'm your host, Whitney Lewis, the District Manager for the Coas County Conservation District. And I am here today to bring you an awesome show. And I have my friend over here, Joe Homer. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for being with us. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Whitney. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. So it's great to have you. Do you think you could introduce yourself a little bit more? Sure. Um, Joe Homer, and, and uh, I lived in Lancaster for 33 plus years, just recently moved to Littleton. But um, I spent my career working with um, Natural Resource Conservation Service, um, NRCS, which is part of USDA, and uh, as a soil scientist. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I felt like I lived the dream. My career was everything and more that I could hope for. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, cool. I feel very lucky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. So you had a huge career with soil science. How did you get to that point? So as a kid, I loved being outdoors. And um, as I got into high school and started thinking about college and careers, I knew that having having a career working outside, working with natural resources was the direction that I wanted to go. Like my most high school and you know, kids going into college, my focus wasn't uh, precise. So I, I kind <laughs> of went from botany to forestry. But as a forestry major, I had to take a soils course. Uh -huh. And I had a professor at UNH that just, he was amazing, Dr. Noble K. Peterson. And um, all of a sudden I realized that, you know, if, if I had a career working in soils, I would get to work with biologists and foresters and engineers and wildlife right. biologists as well as conservation groups and landowners so um, there's a connection and I've I've been really happy and lucky in my career to be able to work with people of all those different disciplines wow that's really awesome yeah it's been great yeah sometimes I don't know if people think soil they think oh it's just dirt well there's so much more to this uh, just dirt it's soil it's amazing that's been my mission to yeah. to impress upon people that soil is more than just dirt for yeah, sure yeah absolutely that's awesome yeah. so you definitely it's a huge passion of yours and how could you explain a little bit more soil science going on in Coas County ah uh, well um, my my part in soils in Coas County was really, um, I came here as a project leader to complete the um, Coas County Soil Survey. So all Ooh. across the United States, county by county, there are soil surveys that give very basic resource information okay. um, on the soils, their soil maps, their interpretations, um, and their descriptions of all the soils across the county. And that basic resource information can be reused for agriculture, for forestry, for landowners, for septic systems, for you know a variety of uses. So right. um, my, my job, my, my, my task working with the agency was um, as project leader to get that survey done, which 
Kawas County is the largest county in the state. So it took <laughs> took many, many staff years. Yeah. But I can um, imagine. you know, to be able to 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 tramp around in the woods and dig holes throughout Coas County, <laughs> you know, was it, it was it was something that I enjoyed. And, and right. certainly there were rainy days and cold days and hot days, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. And whenever there wasn't snow on the ground, I was out doing field work. That's awesome. Did, yeah. you, did you ever find anything cool like in the soil while you were digging around or tromping around the woods I, that really sticks out? I, I have found an arrowhead or two, you know, Ooh. some cool old bottles. Nice. And I was up in Pittsburgh, uh, out in the middle of nowhere, and um, off in the distance in the fog, I could see the outline of a plane. And I oh uh, my goodness! There, there was a plane that crashed on Deer Mountain many years ago. Wow! And all I could imagine was the skeleton slumped over. Oh my god! But there was there was nobody in there, and they <laughs> had good. they That's had extracted good. the engine and all the instrumentation. Wow! But, but yeah, just I I mean the the wildlife. The landscapes, the beauty in the forest is, um, is special every day. And every every day was different, you know, because yeah. I would go from one spot to the other every day. Right. Is there a single spot that sticks out in your mind that was your favorite spot in Coas County? Oh, my gosh. Or maybe you shouldn't tell because then everyone will want to go there. <laughs> that's, that's a tough question. I hadn't really thought about that. Well, let's um, a, a special spot that's had a lot of meaning in my life ever since I was a kid is Mount Washington. Ooh, and um, um, uh, so as part of the soil survey, we are charged with mapping um, private land, not public land, but the top of Mount Washington is State Park. So um, yeah, I got to map um, the top of Mount Washington as well as a lot of the the presidentials, but the top of Mount Washington, and I've had this ongoing love affair with Mount Washington. I've, I've, I've hiked it, I've skied it, um, I've ridden my bike up there. Oh my! Um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, actually, the first date I have had with my wife was on top of Mount oh, Washington. Oh, that's so, so sweet! Um, and now that I work as an instructor at Brenton Woods. Um, I get to look at Mount Washington every day yeah. during the winter. So, so I, yeah, Mount Washington. That's what a, awesome. what, a, what a great spot to have in our county. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So to map this um, and create this web soil survey, is that something that the public can easily access? Or would they have to work with someone to, to gain access to this good, program? Good question. In fact, you know, for up until the last 15 years, mm -hmm. if you wanted soil survey information, there are county soil survey reports. And, you know, for a county this big, you know, the one for Coas County would be about three inches thick. And that would include maps and descriptions and mm -hmm. tables. But now everything has been digitized and is online. And as you've mentioned, it's available through Web Soil Survey, which is a, a, a very easy tool to use. Um, and it's available 24-7 for people to get um, really basic information. They can get a map and they can find out the soils in their backyard or they can get uh, maps for a larger area. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a great tool. Yeah, I've researched it a little bit, played with it a little bit, but if you ever wanna <laughs> give me some tips, well, I would love to have some. <laughs> well, we, we do workshops yes. and with some of the other districts, I've done web soil survey workshops and I think 
you're setting us up to do a web soil survey workshop through Coas County Conservation District. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yep. you did great. I know you worked with Aiden over at White Mountain Regional High School yep. with her students yep. and you did a couple lessons on that with them and that went really well. So that's totally awesome to do that with kids. You know, one of the one of the great things about my job was um, I was given the time as part of my position to do outreach. And I've worked with grade schools, with high schools, with colleges and universities, you know, with landowners, with with um, the paper companies here in the North mm -hmm. Country to to we've got this great information. We've got soil survey mapping for the whole county. Mm -hmm. And but how do we use it? So right. um, either working individually or doing workshops is something I enjoyed as part of my job. And in retirement, I still do workshops. Um, I teach a wetland ID delineation class at Eagle Hill Institute. And we do a lot of workshops uh, yes. within the county and statewide, Absolutely. Yeah, which is great. I still cool. enjoy doing that. Yeah, we'll have to plan some more. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So you mentioned how things are really connected with soil and how you work, got to work with all kinds of different people and also do web soil survey. How can you really connect the forest, the wildlife, the water quality, bring all that together for Coas? <sighs> Where do I start? You know, I mean, <laughs> no uh, pressure, no yeah, pressure. Right. Um, I mean, it, soils is, is where it all begins. It's the source of all life Absolutely. that we have and on the planet Earth. And one of the things, whether I'm talking to school kids or, or professionals or uh, just local people, I like to impress that all of our food, clothing, and shelter comes from the soil or has a connection with the soil. Absolutely. You know, the fresh air Absolutely. that we breathe, you know, we inhale oxygen and we exhale carbon dioxide and the plants take the carbon dioxide in, which we may talk about carbon sequestration in Ooh. a little bit, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's part of the cycle. And then there's only so much clean water on the planet Earth mm -hmm. if there wasn't a way to filter and purify that, which we do with mm -hmm. the soil and the microbes in the soil, we would have run out of those resources a long time ago. So, you know, the Absolutely. connection between soils and plants is easy to observe. And then our, you know, the wildlife need the plants and the water to survive mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. So there's, there's that link between all of those. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful circle of life. <laughs> We're so lucky here in Coas County and in, in New Hampshire that we've got good water quality and we've got adequate quality. And as we see nationally what's happening with water, both quality yeah, and quantity, absolutely. you know, we, we need to be, we need to be thankful, but we need to be careful and protect what we've got. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. So can you explain how soils were managed in Coas mm -hmm. in farms like historically versus today? Is there a huge difference? Is it similar? I think that, you know, one is we've got all the soil mapping, but, you know, I, I would back up and say, you know, farmers, farmers, they, they always surprise me because, you know, I would go out there and I would map soils, but they knew what kind of soils they had. So mm -hmm. they, they knew the texture and they knew how moist or how wet their soils were. But I think that now that we've got a lot of this data that I was able to give to the conservation districts and to... Mm -hmm. The, the other staff that work with NRCS, the district conservationist, the soil conservationists and the technicians, right. they're the ones that work with the farmers and the foresters and the landowners. Mm -hmm. And if there are problems or there are concerns, they're the ones that really have the technical skills 
to take the information, the soil's information that we gathered to come up with prescriptions to um, farm more effectively and more efficiently. And, and I think one of the things that we're starting to see is we're even, even here in New England, um, mm -hmm. certainly it's big in the Midwest, but either reduced till or no till. Absolutely. Um, and not only does it, it saves energy because we're out there on the land um, using equipment less and less, but we're disturbing the soil. There's not as much erosion and we're incorporating the organic matter into the soil more effectively. Absolutely. And we're super excited that as the Coast County Conservation District, we have a no-till drill. Absolutely. So we're th very thankful to the Tillotson Foundation. Yep. They were great. They offered us a grant. So we were able to purchase one and farmers have been using it. And so, so far they've <clears throat> loved it, which is absolutely great. And we hope to keep continue renting that, you know, in the future. Great. It's good sure. to see the success with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. Um, so a few other things, you already mentioned that um, water quality is something that is of a concern. So what would you say other things around soil would be concerning in, in Coas? Um, I mean, one of the key things is we don't want to lose soil. So preventing erosion and whether we're talking about agriculture mm -hmm. and, and putting some kind of a, a cover crop um, so that the soil's not bare or in forestry operations, you know, making sure that we use good practices so that we don't have erosion either mm -hmm. during or after a harvest. But even for individuals, for homeowners, yeah. um, they need to be careful to protect their soils. Um, I've done a lot with soil health mm -hmm. in the last few years of my career and continuing. One of the things that we um, came across that surprised a lot of us is soil compaction. And um, mm, it, it, it's an issue that um, most of our agricultural soils from running farm equipment back and forth mm -hmm. over these areas to plow and to fertilize and seed, um, it's created compaction. So there are methods that working with NRCS, working with the districts that we can use to either eliminate or, um, or, or relieve that compaction in the soil. Right. And yep. then, of course, utilizing the no-till drill would probably help because that kind of cuts down, you know, the amount of equipment you have to use, the amount of times you're going over it, you're spending less money on fuel. So it really is a good a good tool for people to explore. There's connections all through <laughs> here, you know. And, yeah. and um, you know, one of the things that I think is important to mention is um, between the soil survey information, yep. between the, the Coas County Conservation District, extension service there are so many good resources oh, for people to use in coas county and throughout the state but in coas county in particular that you know we need to get out there and bang the drum and let absolutely. people know all this information that's available to them um i just went to a great workshop this this weekend on oh. pruning apple trees that oh, extension that was this weekend that oh, extension wonderful. service put on but but there are a lot of workshops that you do, that Absolutely. we do throughout the county to help people understand um, how, how they can be 
more efficient and conserve our natural resources. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I know at some point Aiden and I have been talking about we'd like to do kind of like a organizational fair where you can have all of, you know, the Coas County Conservation District, NRCS, FSA, Extension, right. Fishing Game and have all these different organizations and even nonprofits where we they can come be in one place. Anyone could come and just utilize all the resources that we have because it's just amazing how much is out there. And just to get the word out there is a challenge, but once people can tap into all that, it's it's amazing. They can find so much and helpful Agreed. information. Agreed, yes. For sure. Um, let me see, is there any projects that uh, you worked on in the past besides Web Soil Survey that you'd like to mention? Specific to Coas County? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, probably the biggest one to mention, there, there's two, there's two projects that um, I feel very proud to have been involved in, lucky and proud to have been involved in. And the one that's specific to Coas County is Dirt to Trees to Wildlife. And um, John Lanier, who uh, was a wildlife biologist, approached me several years ago about um, trying to, trying to uh, develop a tool that would bring um, wildlife soils and forestry information together Ooh, like um, under one umbrella um, yeah. on one digital tool. So John and I started working together and let me back up and say, um, John, as well as many other um, wildlife biologists, professionals understood that if you're gonna manage wildlife, you're really managing the vegetation. Oh, absolutely. And when the you talk source. to foresters or biologists, they recognize <laughs> that in order to manage the trees or the shrubs or the vegetation, you really need to think about the soils. Mm -hmm. So these three, um, these three things, these three disciplines, these three resources are intimately connected. So um, John and I began um, working together to bring the links between soils and wildlife together. And we realized we really needed a forester on board. Right. So we brought Brendan Prusik in. Oh, wonderful, Brendan. Who was um, um, forester with Extension Service, um, the Coas County Forester. Um, and he became a part of the team. So um, Dirt to Trees to Wildlife is a, a, a tool that has grown out of, out of Coas County and has gone statewide and is now, um, there's work being done in Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island really? to extend those concepts for managing wow. um, wildlife and vegetation, taking the soils into consideration. So it all started right here in Coas County. Oh my County. gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. Uh, the the other one it. that I need to mention too is yeah. um, that didn't really um, um, have its start in Coas County, but in Northern Grafton County, was okay. the Mascoma Wetlands Project. Okay. And wetlands are a real passion of mine. And um, we uh, had a project um, in Dorchester, New Hampshire. It went on for about 14 years and we collected data on um, soils, vegetation, and mm -hmm. hydrology. And we helped to refine and st steer some of the hydric soil indicators and some of the wetland indicators, both regionally and nationally. So again, wow. um, you know, big project. The, the, the North Country here in New Hampshire is leading the way um, to help um, conserve our resources. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yep. Is there a way to bring that, those workshops like back to Coloss and maybe we could offer it oh, again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah for that'd sure. be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Wow. It's like having a baby and watching your baby grow. Very much so. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nice. Um, now that I'm retired, um, I've taken a little bit of a step back. Mm -hmm. um, I still do workshops and I mentioned I teach a wetland ID delineation class, but um, and I am involved on the periphery with Dirt to Trees to Wildlife as nice. it expands into these other states. So it's nice to be involved in those. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're retired, but not fully retired. Semi-retired, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank yep. you for sharing that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I'll let you take a drink for a sec. Mm. Oh, my goodness. We're getting into some really good, good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> some deep stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So one other thing about soils I want to talk about is climate, climate mm. change, climate mm. resilience. So how can we we discuss that? What do you what's your take on that? Well, you, you mentioned one word there that really stands out and, and resilience. And I think um, as we go on and, and as we start to think about climate change, um, resiliency is important. Resiliency building resiliency into our soils, mm -hmm. into our agriculture, and then um, even into, um, you know, going back to water quality and quantity, mm -hmm. um, we need to be resilient. I think that's an important word to be in the forefront. Um, soils are really the ultimate recycler. And mm -hmm. I like to, to bring that point to the forefront, again, when I'm working with kids and adults and, um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I have illustrations that I show where trees take take water and nutrients and plants take water and nutrients up to, so that they can grow. Um, there's that exchange between us um, taking in oxygen and, and exhaling carbon dioxide and the trees converting that. Right. And then as the trees, um, animals and people use the trees and the vegetations for food. Mm -hmm. And then as the trees and the plants die, they recycle those nutrients back into the soil. But you know, coming, coming back to your original question about climate change, um, I think when we think about climate change, we all hear about greenhouse gases. Mm -hmm. And carbon dioxide is probably the number one culprit when we think about greenhouse gases. And, you know, going back to my example, um, right. you know, the, the, as we breathe in oxygen, exhale carbon dioxide, mm -hmm. the trees take that in and convert it back into oxygen. But um, as uh, the, the, the plants are, are bringing nutrients down into the soil, mm -hmm. they're bringing organic matter into the soil as they, as they decompose and die. And it's that carbon sequestration in the soil that's incredibly important. Um, and as well as recycling some of those, that organic matter and some of those nutrients, we're sequestering the carbon in the soil. And there's soils, Soil's one of the three big resources that yeah. help to sequester carbon um, that we need to think about. Um, um, the trees, the soil, and then the oceans sequester a lot of carbon. So, right. you know, another reason to protect, to, to, to recognize and protect those resources. Absolutely. We could go on for hours and days talking about <laughs> climate change and right. carbon sequestration, but, you know, thinking about soils, in a very simplistic way, the, 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 the soil and the plants bring organic matter and carbon into the soil where we can store the carbon. 
Right. Yep. Thank you for explaining that. That was I'm visualizing the diagram in my head yeah, as you're no, explaining good. it. Yeah, that was a really good illustration. Thank good. you. Not only for if we have younger listeners, but even for the adults that are listening. Yeah. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um so what is your suggestion for the average person? Like if they want to, you know, best care for their soils, what do you suggest? Where do they start? How do they do it? I mean, there's, there's some really easy ways. Um, you know, one of the things I like to talk to individuals and kids about is, you know, what do your moms and dads do with those, you know, potato peels and apple cores and banana peels Ooh. and things like that? And, you know, we rake the leaves up. Well, we can compost and that's a way that we can recycle those nutrients back right. into the soil. Um, again, one of the biggest things that we can think about at home is how can we prevent erosion? Um, how can we stabilize the soil? Because, right. you know, if we think about if we had a nice soil profile here that we could look at, most of the nutrients are in the upper eight to 12 inches of the soil. And mm -hmm. that's that's the part of the soil that's most vulnerable to erosion. So mm. that's what we really need to protect um, right. is that upper part of the soil. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you explain erosion a little bit more? I don't think we went too in-depth. If we have younger listeners, just so that way they can understand what erosion typically is. When we have vegetation, whether it's trees or grass or plants, they help to uh, allow the water to infiltrate slowly into the soil so that it can be held in the soil. You know, we mm -hmm. talk about water holding capacity mm -hmm. so that plants can use it, animals can use it and it, it recharges the groundwater aquifer. But if the soil is left bare, um, when, those, when the raindrops hit the soil, it actually dislodges the soil and it can wash away. Well, where does it go? It goes into our streams and it goes into mm. our rivers. We get yeah. sedimentation and we degrade our, our water, waterways and our water supply. So um, right. yeah, protecting the soils from erosion is, is a key to water quality in both quantity and quality. We have a common theme here. Yeah, we, we do, we do. Here, which it's is, yeah, it's it's good. all connected. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. That was a really yeah, good explanation. Good. good. Um, we've already talked about resources and where to dive into for that. <clears throat> do you want to explain anything more about that or you think that we kind of covered it already? Yeah, I think, you know, when we're, if we want soils information, whether it's for our own property or if we wanted to buy a piece of property in Montana to have our our dream vacation home, anywhere in the U.S., you can go to Web Soil Survey and get soils information. Okay. And you can get things like, um, what is the texture of the soil? Is, there, is it deep to bedrock? Are there restrictive layers? Um, where's the water table in the soil? So not only can we do that here in Coas County and right. in New Hampshire, we can do that anywhere in the United States. So Web Soil awesome. Survey is a key resource. <clears throat> Again, coming back, the conservation districts, NRCS, the Natural Resource Conservation Service, and Extension Service are good resources for that kind of information. Yeah, absolutely. And they're not just found in Coas. They're found throughout all of the counties in the state and all throughout the U.S. So it's really amazing. If anyone here is listening and they live in California, they can still go to their local conservation district or NRCS office and go on Web Soil Survey, which is amazing to think about. So really broken down here, it's great resources, but it can be utilized anywhere in the United States. Correct. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so is there one more thing that you'd like to tell the public about soils and what would it be and why? I'm curious. 
you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, there's this, this concept that I try to get across to people that, that soil is, you know, not just dirt. Um, it's this living dynamic medium that supports life and is always changing. And I think in order to really um, appreciate soils, it's yeah. important to understand where our soils came from. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I ask people, kids and adults, you know, where did our soils come from? You know, do you think our soils are young or old geologically? And, you know, I get some people will say, oh, they're really old. And some will pe say they're really young. And geologically, our soils here in New Hampshire and in Coas County in particular, geologically, <coughs> are very young. Um, and I like to ask kids, if we could go back in a time machine, let's say 15 or 20,000 years ago, mm -hmm. what do you think it would look like here? You know, and usually there's one kid or one adult that speaks up and says, there was a glacier here. Ooh. And, and, you know, we know we have evidence that there was a glacier that rolled down out of Canada. We mm -hmm. know that the glacier here in New Hampshire was at least a mile thick. Um, thick. So a tremendous amount of weight was exerted on the Earth's surface here. So somewhere around um, 12 to 15,000 years ago, 12 right. to 13,000 years ago, the climate was warming up and we became ice free here in Coas County. Um, so that's the origin of most of our soils um, is, is there's evidence of glaciation throughout the county, throughout the state. And we can see that on the landscape. Right. Um, we have different parent materials. We have a lot of glacial till, but we have outwashed sands and gravels. We have some old lake bed sediments. And our youngest soils in the county are our floodplain soils, because mm -hmm. each, each year that it floods, those soils are growing um, each year with, with sediment being laid down by the rivers. Right. Yeah. Wow. That was really in-depth. This is a historical lesson. Yeah. I, I like it. It's yeah. really good. I love Thank how you, you connected all of that together and not just thinking about, oh, it's just soils. Well, there's so much more. How did they get here? What are the layers of, of soils? That's awesome. And, you know, things, things change once we go. The extent of our last glaciation went down into Pennsylvania and northern New Jersey. And as soon as we get south of that line of glaciation, you know, the soils down in in Virginia and Georgia and Texas right. are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years old. So they've had longer to develop where once again, geologically our soils here in Coas County are 12,000 years old. So relatively young. Absolutely. Would you say there's a difference in soils from like Pittsburgh down to like Whitefield? Absolutely. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> and um, the, you know, we can talk about, um, fertility and, and, and properties of our soils. And, and New Hampshire is recognized as the granite state. Mm -hmm. And um, granitic material typically yields low pH or acidic okay. soils. Um, and um, the southern part of Grafton County, or Coas County, um, is dominated. The, the bedrock is gra granite and basalt. But as we go north into Coas County, as we get up towards Colebrook, mm -hmm. the geology changes. We get it more into phyllites and shales and schists, mm. and they're secondary carbonates. 
in those, those um, uh, bedrock types. So in the southern part of Coas County and a lot of New Hampshire, the natural pH is down around 4.5, 4.7, so pretty acidic. Yeah. But as we get um, north of Colebrook, the natural pHs are more like 6.2, 6.5. That's a big jump. So it has an effect on um, making nutrients in the soil more available for plants and for agriculture. Wow. That's really neat. Yep. Cool to think about. <laughs> so we and we see a reflection in the change in vegetation, both in shrubs and trees, as we go from the southern part of Coas County to the northern part of Coas County. Absolutely. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Is there any last remarks you want to say? I mean, that <clears throat> you just hit that out of the ballpark. <laughs> I mean, on that topic, or are we rounding things, or winding Maybe things up? Winding things up. Winding things up. I think I'm ready for some more tea. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and donuts too. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, I, I think the important thing is is um, to 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 um, investigate soils a little bit, um, get familiar with what soils are, what, what, the, what kind of soils you have around you. Mm -hmm. Are you in glacial till up on the hillsides? Are you down along the rivers? Are there floodplain soils? Are the right. soils sandy or loamy or maybe silty? Right. Um, what are the water tables like? Or do you have poorly drained soils? Or you have wetlands on your property? Right. Um, recognizing what soils you have will allow you to appreciate and preserve those resources a little bit better. Um, recognize that soils are more than just dirt. Um, recognize that all life on the planet Earth stems from the, has a connection with the, our soils. Yeah, and um, where can we get that information? At the Coas County Conservation District. Right, yay! So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, there's lots of expertise um, through NRCS, through Extension, um, and um, I'm on the Coas County District Board, so um, you know I'm always you. Thank I'm, you. <laughs> I'm always ha happy to help people and organizations um, understand all that information, the soils information that's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was wonderful. It was great having tea, coffee, donuts with you. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. And, it, and it's always good to sit around and have coffee with you, thank Whitney. You. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Well, thank you, Joe. It was great having you. We really appreciate it. And we thank you all out there that are, that are listening to us, watching us. Uh, please join us again for another episode coming up about dairy farming. Woohoo! We'll have Scott D. Boyce here from Columbia to speak about that. So thank you, and we'll see you soon. This podcast was recorded at Bloom Media in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, check out our website, www.coascountyconservation.org and subscribe to our monthly newsletter for upcoming events.